0: I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet.
2: More powerful
1: than a locomotive. Able to leave tall buildings at a single bound.
3: Look! up in the sky! It's a bird! It's
1: a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another world who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. And now, the adventures of Superman. Superman, in his disguise as Clark Kent, Lois Lane, girl reporter, Jimmy Olsen, coffee boy, and editor Perry White, have been in the Hudson Bay region of northern Canada, where they've been clearing up the mystery of the headless Indian. Niles Graham, otherwise known as the Lapper, was actually the man responsible for the illusion of the headless Indian. Niles Graham is now dead. In our last episode, we heard how our friends were sitting about a roaring fire in the hunting lodge of Sebastian Beauvais. It was night, and they were discussing the pleasant fact that their troubles were now over, when suddenly, a laugh was heard outside the door. (laughs) Our friends sat bolt upright, their eyes wide with amazement, for it sounded like the laugher himself. Yet the laugher was dead. (laughs)
2: Listen. (laughs) Great Scott. Graham. Non, nom. It is the laughter. It is the laughter come back from the grave. <laughs> uh, good evening, uh, Miss Lane. Gentlemen. Mon Dieu. Greg. It can't be. Graham. Very lost. Hold on, on Mr. Maxon. I'm sure it's just another trick. Yes, you're quite right, Mr. Kent. I am not Niles Graham. My name happens to be Benson. However, I am and have been Mr. Graham's double. Oh, don't you move to that fire poker, Mr. Bovey. Or I shall be forced to drill you with this automatic. Eh bien. There was no harm in trying. Where did you come from? Well, I've spent most of my time since arriving here several months ago in a room in the attic. After Mr. Niles Graham arrived, though, I managed to get about a good deal more. Many times when you thought that you were looking at Niles Graham, you were actually looking at me. Ah, very convenient for Graham. He could be in two places at once. I, uh... I understand that you've got the boys locked up awaiting the arrival of the Mounties. But let me tell you that after I've taken care of you, I'll seek the boys for free.
3: After you've taken care of us? Yes. What do you mean?
2: Why, my dear Mr. Kent, uh, you uh, you don't really expect to leave this room alive, do you?
3: But you can't kill us in cold blood. Oh, no, please. Please don't kill us. I, I, I couldn't bear
2: to die. Oh, I, uh... Now, come, come, Mr. Kent. Take it like a man. Oh, no,
3: please. I I, I can't stand it.
2: I, oh. He's fainted. Look out, Kent. Oh, blasted all his, thrown his arms around him. And this is the for which I pray. Oh, you stand back, you out. Are... Oh, good oh. for you, Sebastian. Get his gun. Oh, oui, madame. Oh. I've got it. Oh. Poor Monsieur Kent. He's beginning to revive. Poor
3: Monsieur Kent. Nothing. He's always painting whenever there's danger. So i got to admit, I suppose he's saved our lives this time.
2: He's the truth. Oh, oh. Uh. This fat one has come to life again, too. I think we will tie him up and put him in the room with the others. That's a good idea. Ah. Now, at last, this business has really ended. Now there will be no more troubles.
3: No, indeed. No more troubles. Thanks to Superman.
1: No more troubles, Lois? Well, we'll see. It was not long afterward, when they were all back home in the propolis, in fact, it was on the day that Perry White was to leave the hospital where he had been recovering from the wounds inflicted upon him by the grizzly bear, that new troubles began for our friends. Troubles that were to mark the commencement of a mystery so baffling that even Superman himself had difficulty in solving it. It all began when Superman, in his disguise of Clark Kent, went shopping for a present for Perry White along with Lois and Jimmy Olsen. The three were walking along the main shopping street of Metropolis discussing appropriate gift items.
3: What I say is how can we buy anything from Mr. White when we don't even know what he'd like? We know what he'd like, Jim, but he's got everything he needs. The best I can think of is a box of cigars. It makes me almost sick to think of it, too. Seems to smoke the foulest cigars. You got any ideas, Clark? Oh, I can't think of a thing, really. I've been watching these store windows pretty carefully, hoping they'd be able to offer some suggestion, but so far, no luck. Oh, by the way, Lois, everything arranged for the little dinner tonight? Yes, sir. I got the caterer about an hour ago. Dinner for four will be served in Mr. White's penthouse suite at 8 o'clock sharp. Hey, look at that. Hey, look a lot. <laughs> in the window. That's a statue or whatever you call it. That's a plastic cast, Jim. Yes. yes, a plastic cast at the end of the trail, a famous statue. The end of the trail? Mm-hmm. Quite a well-known piece of sculpture of an Indian on a pony. See how the Indian is slumped over in the saddle, his shoulders bent as if in weariness, his spear held loosely? Oh, gee, it seems to me that's just the thing we ought to get from Mr. White. Heavens, Jimmy, why a plastic cast of an Indian of all things? Well, I'm thinking of the headless Indian. Of course, this one has a head, but it sort of suggests the same oh, thing. Oh, I begin to get it, Jim. You mean it would be kind of symbolic to give Mr. White a plastic cast to the end of the trail in memory of the headless Indian we encountered up in Hudson Bay? Yeah, that's right. I thought he'd like to have it to remember our adventure at Bovay's Lodge. And I also remember Mr. White was looking for an ornament to put on the table in his library. That's a nice thought, Jimmy. But isn't that rather big for a library table? I don't think so, Lord. The chief's table's pretty big anyway. Let's go in and fight. You've got a good idea there, Jim. Gee, thanks. Come on, let's go in. Okay.
4: Uh, we'd, uh, we'd like to buy one of those plastic casts at the end of the trail. Oh, certainly,
2: sir. We've only two left out of ten we got in this morning.
3: My great you're selling them fast.
2: Well, these aren't just ordinary plastic cats, you know. They're made by a small shop downtown from a metal form cast by the great sculptor Nino Bonelli. Nino Benelli? Well... Wow. Frankly, I'd suggest you take both of them. They make awfully nice gifts, and Xmas isn't far off, you know. Oh, no, no thanks. One is enough. Now, just a minute. How much are they? Uh, 5 dollars with tax, of course.
3: Well, then I'll take the other one. I have a sportsman friend who'd simply adore having something like that in his study.
2: Very well, and I'll have them wrapped separately for you.
4: Uh,
3: want one of them
2: gift wrapped, please. Yeah, Very make well. it look
3: fancy. It's for a pretty swell guy. Goodness, Jimmy, I didn't know that you and Mr. White were such frizzing pals. No, nor did I. He's always screaming at you about something, bawling you out and just about making life miserable for you. Well, that's only in the office. Somehow he's different out of the office. Golly, I'll never forget that bear I spent with him in the woods. The day he fought with that bear. My gosh, he... He was such a different sort of a person. He told me all about Daniel Boone and Leatherstocking, and he smoked a pipe instead of cigars. When that bear came for us and the rifle was empty, he whipped out a hunting knife and battled with that grizzler like he was Daniel Boone himself. Yes, sir, Mr. White's a terrific guy. Yes, Jim, he really is. But lucky we still got him with us. And he said they are, Clark. We well, certainly said are. good, isn't he? Well, I've never eaten so much
4: in all my life. That's a wonderful dinner. Wonderful dinner. Well, I must say you certainly surprised me, all of you. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Chief. I am staying here. In the first place, I expected this was going to be a pretty dull night for me. First day home from the hospital, no place to go, just sit around by myself. And then you surprised me with this dinner. To say nothing of that plastic hash to the end of the trail... That's one of the finest reproductions I've ever seen. Oh,
3: we're glad to like it. You know,
4: I've been looking for something like that for a long time. Uh, How do you think it looked on the library table inside? Oh, great, She's very becoming. I hope you
3: won't mind, Mr. White. I bought another one for a friend of mine. A Christmas present, you know.
4: Why, no, no, of course not. Oh, uh, Jim, I wonder if you'd get me one of my cigars from that humidor over there. Oh, dear. Uh, uh, What? You uh, say something, Lord? Oh,
3: no, no, nothing. Uh, I
4: thought you said something. Uh, the cigar, Jim, the cigar. Come on, go on. What are you waiting for? Oh,
3: nothing, sir. Only I... Mean, I uh, well, well, I filled this pipe for you. I thought you'd like to smoke this after dinner instead of a cigar.
4: No, no. I'd rather have a cigar.
3: I thought while you were smoking the pipe, you could tell us a story about Daniel Boone or Leather. I'd rather have the cigar. No, no, Why, no Take it easy, Chief. Take it easy. Remember, this is your first day out of the hospital. Here's a cigar, Mr. White. Yes.
4: No. Uh, uh, well, uh, <laughs> uh... Give me the pipe.
3: Sure you don't want the cigar? Give me the pipe. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. you are.
4: Oh, you want a story about Daniel Boone or leather sogging, do you? Hey, if you have one, sir. Oh, I got thousands of them. Thousands of them. Yeah, wait till I light this pipe. <laughs> yeah. Ah, mighty good. Sweet as a nut, this pipe. Yeah, yeah, well, the smell of that smoke sort of takes me back into the woods on that day you and I hunted together, Jim. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That day, as I recall, I told you about Daniel Boone, the long hunt. Yes, sir. Well, there's quite a different atmosphere between an apartment in the metropolis and the Canadian wilderness, but I'll see what I can do. I'll tell you a story about Daniel Boone. Oh,
3: boy, swell. Well,
4: uh, one time while Daniel Boone was on the long hunt, spending six months in the wilderness with only his gun and knife as companions, he came across a band of hostile Indians. Uh, they saw Daniel before he saw them, and... Uh, <coughs> oh, what was that? It came from the library. Come on, we better see what it was. Why, was something crashing to the floor.
3: There must be someone in there. Oh, but nobody could be in your library. Well, someone
4: might have got into the pirate escape hey, come on. Here, here we are. Uh, stand on the lights you left there,
3: Kent. All right. <gasps> Golly. The plaster cast of the Indians. It's shattered into a thousand pieces on the floor. Well, now, look, Clark, or... that French window leading to the terrace is open. The wind must have knocked it off the table. There isn't any wind. Look at the curtains. They're not even
4: stirring. Now, wait a minute, Kent. No. Wait a minute. That plaster Indian couldn't have fallen off the table of its own accord. But it didn't.
3: It was smashed. Someone entered this room and deliberately swept that plastic cast off the table. But why, Clark? Why? Yes, why. That's what I'm asking myself. I'm afraid there doesn't seem to be an answer.
1: What answer can there possibly be to this strange incident? Who knocked the statue off the table in Editor White's library, and why? A baffling and chilling mystery is just beginning... So tune in tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Tune in and follow The Adventures of Superman.
5: Faster than a speeding bullet.
1: More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound.
3: Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
1: Follow the adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is directed by George Lothar and is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.
0: Behold my process. Ooh, let me do something right here, uh uh-huh. The Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! But with exclusive loot, on surprises known to do you door know every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! Through the Loot Gaming Video Game Box! Woohoo! To the
6: Loot Crate
0: let today! Huh?
9: Yes, it's Superman who today brings the exciting hunt for a buried treasure to a somewhat successful end, unaware that meanwhile more serious trouble is brewing in metropolis for his friends. When Pierre, the caretaker of Perry White's old homestead in Maine, admitted to Superman that he was a black market operator and that the four dwarfs were his helpers, only part of the mystery in the woods was solved. Then Peter and Paul, the two elder dwarfs, confessed that they had stolen a map from White showing where a million dollars in English money was supposedly buried but insisted that the map was in the possession of their brother, Jacob and Esau. Locking the three conspirators in a cabin, Superman in his guise of Clark Kent led White and Jimmy to a cave near the sea where they found the midget twins, Jacob and Esau, unconscious. A newly dug hole in the floor of the cave disclosed an ancient rusty treasure chest, which was empty. As we continue now, Kent is kneeling anxiously beside the motionless dwarfs while White and Jimmy stand by nervously. Suddenly, one of the little men moves.
8: Oh,
10: Oh, well, he's alive.
9: They're both alive, Jim. Oh, well, that's well. Oh, no, is it? Well, where's the million dollars in gold? The chest's empty. They stole it.
10: Well, I'm sure they didn't. They're good dwarfs. Peter and Paul are the bad ones. Ah,
9: they're all bad. If you
10: ask me... Wait a me, minute, he's trying to talk. I... Where... Take it
7: easy now. Which one is he, Jim? I think he's Jacob. Well, how can you tell? There's a the luck like as
9: two peas in the pod.
10: I... I... Oh, my head. Oh, no,
9: never mind your head. What happened? Where's my treasure? Oh,
10: treasure... Oh, dear, the treasure. Oh, Esau, don't let him take it. Esau, stop, Salvador, stop. Him. Huh? Salvador. Stop sure, don't him. you
9: remember?
7: Jacob stop and Esau, Esau. told us they were working with a man named Salvador. Oh, yeah. Uh, what about Salvador, uh, Jacob?
10: He, uh, why, why, it's Mr. Kent. That's right. Uh, and Mr. White, Master Olson. Oh, no, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Oh, Please, we won't, don't. Jacob. No, no,
9: we won't if you tell us the truth. Now, where's my treasure? You found it here, didn't you? Uh, yes, we There, are. you see,
10: Kent? Oh, what happened to Esau?
7: Same thing had happened to you, apparently. He was hit on the head, but he'll be all right. Now, uh, what happened to uh, the Salvador.
10: Treasure? That terrible Salvador did it. He came in just when we dug up all the lovely money. He wanted us to give it to him, but we wouldn't. Then he... Just
11: he... a minute. Where did Salvador go, Jacob? Where? Yes.
10: I don't know. Uh, back to his ship, maybe. Oh, all the lovely what money. What ship? What ship? His fishing schooner.
11: Uh, Kent,
9: we've got to contact the Coast Guard and have this Salvador picked up. He's in the gang, and he's got the treasure.
10: My quarter of a million dollars. Hey, where's the telephone? No,
9: we're miles
10: from a telephone in these woods.
9: That fellow will get away. No, he
7: won't. You both stay here. Now, where are you going, Kent? I tell you, there's no telephone within miles. Don't worry. uh, I've got a little idea. Stay right there now. I'll be back soon. Oh, Kent,
8: you come back here. You're crazy.
7: Here we are. Behind these trees will do. Now, out of these clothes in a hurry. If Salvador owns a fishing schooner, he must have headed for it.
9: And Superman will find him. There we are, all set.
6: Up
8: and away! Now,
9: oh, that's Pirate's Cove down there. And, yes, there is an anchored fishing schooner. Well, i just go to... Wait a minute. There's a rope going out to the schooner. And a black-bearded man in it. I've got a hunch that Salvador... Down to that rowboat. Down!
7: Oh, what the... Uh, who? you uh, Salvador, I believe. Yes, uh, I... Uh, well, who are you? Where'd you come from? From a certain cave, my friend, where you... Ah, I
5: see you've got a large sack here full of English gold crowns. I'll take that if you don't mind. No, no, keep your hands off. Come on.
8: No, let me go. You... Ah, know. you...
5: here we go. Wait a minute. There are 200,000 English pounds in this sack.
8: Uh, so uh, Let me go, I said
9: Nothing going. We're going back to the cave.
8: Up! And away!
9: Watching the terrified black-bearded ruffian under his arm, Superman streaks back to the cave in the woods where he had left Perry White and Jimmy Olsen, only to discover as he lands at the entrance that Salvador, his human cargo, has fainted from sheer fright. Ducking back into the woods, Superman assumes the guise of Clark Kent and again approaches the cave, calling to White and Jimmy. Chief! Jimmy! Come
10: on out! Oh, and lizards, what's happened?
7: Come on out and you'll see! Great. Jehovah, uh, who's that man on the, Salvador, the ground? Salvador, in person. Well, where'd you find him? Never mind that now. I've got some bad news for you, Chief. The gold,
9: the million dollars. It's gone. Oh, no, not quite. It, it was never there, so it can't be gone. Well, what do you mean? Now, stop talking around in bushes. What?
8: Uh, I mean beating in around in circles. Oh,
9: no, you know what I mean. Well, it's very simple. Someone made a mistake on that map. It wasn't 200,000 pounds in
7: English money, it was 2,000 pounds. Uh, ten thousand dollars, roughly. What? Well how do you know. I'm quite
9: sure of it. However, there is enough in this sack to buy Jimmy's mother a house. And that's what really counts, doesn't it? Oh, well, I suppose so. All this trouble for $10,000. Oh,
10: it's going to look like a million to my mother, Mr. White. And
9: now what about this black-bearded bandit? What
10: about Pierre and the two no-good
9: dwarfs? I would take the whole kit and caboodle of them back to town and turn them over to the sheriff. Oh, well, what about the two in the cave? The good
10: ones? Oh, they're coming back with us to Metropolis. What? I'm going to get them jobs in my aunt's circus. Good boy, Jim. Well,
9: let's get started then. I want a hot bath, a decent bed to sleep in, and no more excitement for a year. Well, the bath and the bed we can guarantee, Chief, but the excitement's another matter. There's no
7: telling when that's going to crop up.
9: Yes, Clark, you're right. There is no telling. In fact, even at this very moment, something is happening in Metropolis that will make your Northwoods adventure seem like child's play. A new and much greater danger is slowly taking shape and form. Someone very close to you is in the shadow of death. We'll return in a moment to find out what the danger is and whom it is about to strike. But first, here's your announcer. You know, Pep Gang, it seems uh, easy to get the full second series of four-colored insignia and warplane buttons that come in packages of Kellogg's Pep. Of course, you know that there are eight Army Air Squadron insignia, three Marine insignia, seven Navy insignia, and four warplane buttons. Twenty-two sparkling buttes in all, each one a real eye-catcher. Boy, what really swell prizes they are. Dramatic-looking with brilliant designs that sure do stand out against a pure white background. For instance, one favorite of mine is that bright blue eagle flying into white clouds and carrying death-dealing red bombs. That's the insignia of the 70th Bombardment Squadron, and it's sure a uh, honey. Now, there's only one way to get these smart-looking Kellogg's Pep buttons. You can't buy them anywhere. They come only in packages of Kellogg's Pep. You don't send in a penny, not even a box stop. You just make sure that Mom gets a good supply of Pep for your house. Kellogg's Pep. That super delicious whole wheat flake cereal that's so good to eat and so good for you. Then, you look inside each package for your prize. A smart-looking insignia or warplane button. You'll find the button at the bottom of the package in between the carton and the inner wax bag. It's your prize from P.E.P. Pep made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. While Superman was winding up the mystery of the North Woods, a strange scene boding serious danger for the Man of Steel and his friends is taking place. In Playland, an amusement park on the outskirts of Metropolis, a wooden conical structure built to resemble a small lighthouse, stands beside a concession known as the River of Horrors. Inside the false lighthouse is a single dark circular room, windowless and lit dimly by one shaded lamp. In an armchair beside the lamp sits a heavy-set middle-aged man, dressed in well-tailored clothes and wearing a massive signet ring glittering on his right hand. His few remaining thin gray hairs are combed carefully across a large well-shaped head, and in appearance, he could well pass for a prosperous banker or doctor. Now his regular but heavy features are set in a twisting scowl, and his deeply pouched small eyes, set under almost hairless brows, flash angry fire at the pretty dark haired girl who sits in a chair across from him, her manicured fingers playing nervously with strings of cheap pearls, which fall in many loops over a flashy red dress. She is waiting for another outburst from the heavy set man, and soon it comes. You're a fool, Dixie. Stupid, ignorant fool. Wouldn't endanger all of us? I'd willingly turn you over to the police that you pay for your stupidity in the electric chair. Please
12: don't talk that way, Dr. Bly. I couldn't help what I'd done. When this dumb dick makes a pass at me, I... You
9: shot him. You shot a federal officer. You know what that means?
12: Yes, sure. But I had to leave him have it. When I saw this dick waiting for me in the hotel lobby, and he says to me like the jig is up, Miss Dixie Lamar, I believe. Well, I... I just lost my head.
9: Yes, obviously.
12: Well, I... I had my gun in my bag, and my hand just naturally pulled it out and... Well, I left him habit.
9: With a dozen people in the lobby to see you and identify you. How many times have I told you not to carry a gun? Haven't I drilled and drilled into you that if you're ever arrested to go along peaceably?
12: Yeah, I know. Doc, I lost my head.
9: Your head would be no great loss. It's my head that's in danger now. And others who are valuable to me. At least get you, I'm ruined. Ruined, do you understand?
12: How about me? I'm the one with the murder rap. I'm the one who'll burn if they nab me.
9: A small loss indeed. Oh, why did I ever get mixed up with an empty head like you?
12: Because you needed me to help you catch the suckers for your phony oil stock racket, that's why. I did my share. Now you've got to get me out of this mess. Yes, of course, but how?
9: We can't keep you locked up in this amusement park for more than another week. It closes for the season on the 15th you
12: It does? Gee, what'll we do? Hi, Gates. Who's that? Thanks, it he relaxes me. Oh, it's only Happy. What's the idea, Happy. Why didn't you give the knock before you unlocked the door?
9: All everything, Doctor. I got no time for knocking on doors. Me, I'm cooking with gas. Did I say gas? I mean that stuff in the atom bombs. What I mean is I'm hot, see? Ah, oh,
12: look, this ain't no time for jitterbug and jive hat. We're in trouble.
9: Serious trouble. Ain't I hip to that boss? Sure I am. So that's why I'm waltzing in with this. With what? This newspaper here. Dig what you see here. Dig it good, Jackson. Will you stop waving that newspaper in front of my face,
12: you Oh.
9: <laughs> Go on, Doctor. Dig that paper. Look at the dream puss right there. See? Who does she look like, huh? Well, yeah. Right there. Good heavens. They've got a picture of Dixie in the Daily Planet. My picture? No, they couldn't. They... Relax, did... like, sister. Let your hair down. You too, doctor. What's left of your hair, I mean. Read what it says under the picture of the slick chick. Go on. Miss Lois Lane, star reporter with the Daily Planet. To her address... That? Lois Lane? This isn't Dixie.
12: It ain't? Let me see.
9: Of it ain't, but this newspaper dolly's a dead ringer for you, baby. I says to myself when I see it, I says, this is schmaltzy. There ought to be something here, happy old yellow man. Show it to the doc, the big-time operator. He's smart. He'll dig the load down on it, I says. Miss Lowest Lane is a double for you, Dixie.
12: Yeah. I'd swear she was me.
9: Yes. So will all those witnesses who saw you shoot the federal man. I've got it. What, doc? You dig something, Jackson? I see the way out of our difficulty. Yes. All our troubles are over. Why, this is perfect. Absolutely perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Chuckling, the man known as Dr. Bly looks gloatingly at the photograph of Lois Lane in the Daily Planet. What is in his cunning mind? What sinister scheme is he preparing for the unsuspecting Lois? Fellows and girls, don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode when we begin a fascinating new story which will try the strength and powers of Superman to the limit. Tune in, same time, same station, for The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive.
7: Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up
8: in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
13: And girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman, brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the makers of that super delicious
9: cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Publications.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
5: Faster than a speeding bullet,
0: more powerful than a locomotive,
7: able to leap tall buildings at a single bound.
8: Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman.
9: Yes, it's Superman, and today as we begin our brand new adventure for the Man of Steel, a cunning trap is being set for the girl reporter Lois Lane. While Superman was solving the strange mystery of the dwarfs in the North Woods, a sinister plot was being prepared against Lois Lane. In danger because one of his criminal gang, a girl called Dixie Lamar, has shot and killed a federal agent. Dr. Bly, leader of the gang, was hiding out with Dixie and Happy, one of his henchmen, in an amusement park in Metropolis. The situation looked hopeless until he saw a photograph of Lois Lane in the Daily Planet. Then the cunning brain of Dr. Bly conceived a daring scheme. As we continue now, in the imitation lighthouse which fronts the River of Horror's concession at the amusement park, the middle-aged, distinguished-looking gang leader who has been gazing at Lois's picture suddenly exclaims... This is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Dixie, or what, this life is saved. All our troubles are over.
12: Oh, yeah? I don't get it. What gives? What's the pitch, Doc? Come on, beat it out.
9: I imagine even you, Happy, i have heard it said that everyone has a double somewhere in the world. Someone else who looks exactly like him or her.
12: Like uh, doubles in the movies.
9: Exactly. And your double, Dixie, is right here in the property.
12: Huh? You mean this reporter, Lois Lane?
9: Right. Look at her photo. <laughs> <laughs> don't you think she's a dead ringer for Dixie?
12: Yeah. So what? Just because she looks like me, I don't Hey, see
9: what... wait. I think I dig you, Doc. You mean we tip the cops this lane, Dilly, as Dixie, and before they have that they've got the wrong tomato, we make a getaway, huh? Well, you almost guessed it, Happy, but you didn't go far enough. We grab Miss Lane and pass her off to the police as Dixie, but we don't stop there. We make it stick. Huh? Simply by proving that Miss Lane, who was a double for Dixie Lamar, murdered the federal officer. Then Miss Lane goes to the chair, and we can proceed with the big plans I've arranged for us.
12: Gee, Duck. You're wonderful. Ah, wait a minute. Hold
9: it. I don't dig you. You say we prove Miss Lane really is, Dixie? Precisely. Well, how are we
12: going to do that? Say, that's right. We can't. All Miss Lane has to do is identify herself and the jig is up. No,
9: it's not quite so simple. Sure it is. She's an important dame. As soon as she proves she's Miss Lane, she'll have a million foolproof.
12: alibis. Huh? And me. I'm back in the chair again.
9: Uh, just leave everything to me. I have a plan, and it can't fail. Come on, give. What's this big caper you're
12: cooking? Yeah. After all, I'm the one who's
9: going to... It gonna... It'd be better if you just do as I tell you and learn about it as the plan develops. And there won't be any danger of leaks. Or of Dixie losing her stupid head again.
12: Ah, lay off, will you please?
9: What do you want us to do, Doc? The first thing to do is to get Miss Lane down here and as soon as possible. The FBI and the police are calling Metropolis for Dixie, and we've got to move fast. Leave that to me, boss. I'll bring it to you. No, no, not your way, Happy. That's too crude. Let me see. Something occurred to me before. Oh, yes. I have it. Dixie. Yeah? There's a phone book there. Look up the number of the Daily Planet.
12: Okay. That's a newspaper, huh?
9: Yes. Now, Happy, that brother-in-law of yours, the one who owns this river of horror's concession, how far can he be trusted? Archie, he's strictly a solid sender. If I translate that silly jive talk correctly, you mean he can be trusted, right? You hear me talking? And besides, he don't dare cross me up on account if he knows if, if he just tried. Spare me I... the horrific details. Haven't you found the number yet, Dixie? Yeah, yeah,
12: yeah, here it is. Doc. Uh, Daily Planet, Central 20400. Central 20400,
9: good, get it for me. Okay. While I'm talking, both of you keep quiet. Understand? Great. If Dixie just opens her kisser, I'll slap it you shut, for her. You just
12: lay a finger on me, and Daffy, and I'll
9: shut up, you fools. Give me that phone.
12: Daily
9: Planet. I'd like to speak with Miss Lois Lane.
12: Just a minute, I'll ring her.
9: Remember, not a word out of you two.
12: Lois Lane speaking.
9: Uh, Miss Lane, uh, this is the press agent for Playland, the famous amusement park, you know.
14: Playland. Oh, yes. You uh, probably
9: know that we have celebrity nights here several times a month, at which time we select the outstanding man or woman, and here's her particular field or profession.
6: Oh, uh, really? I...
9: Uh, yes, we name the night in their honor and present this celebrity to the great crowd at Playland. I see. Uh, permit them to see the famous person they've read and heard so much about. Uh, now, for tonight, Miss Lane, we've selected you. Well,
14: that's fine. I think that... Who, oh, oh, me? Uh,
9: yes, we've chosen you as the outstanding newspaper reporter of Metropolis, and we hereby invite you to Lois Lane Night at Playland.
8: Well, uh, that's quite an
9: honor, (laughs) but I... (laughs) I... No, don't be so modest, Miss Lane. Everyone has heard about you and is anxious to see you. Now, I realize we're not giving you much advance notice, but we do hope you can arrange to be here tonight to meet your loyal public.
14: I'm certainly very flattered,
6: Mr... Uh,
9: Hemingway, Robert Hemingway.
14: Uh, Mr. Hemingway, but I have an engagement. I'm sure you can
9: postpone your engagement for such an important occasion as this, Miss Lane. You have no idea how much you're admired and respected. Oh, now. And how eager the young people are to see you, especially those who hope to be journalists and follow in your footsteps. Your appearance will be a great inspiration to them. Well,
14: when you put it that way, it's hard to refuse.
9: You'll appear tonight, then.
14: Well, uh, yes, I'll, I'll be there.
9: That's splendid. I'll send a car, you.
14: That won't be necessary. Now that gas restrictions are lifted, I'm driving my own car again. What time do you want me there?
9: Uh, Shall we say uh, eight o'clock?
14: Good. I'll be there at eight. And thank you very much, Mr. Hemingway. Thank
9: you, Miss Lane. I'll meet you at the park gate at eight o'clock. Goodbye. Goodbye. At white, huh, boss?
12: She fell for the gag?
9: They went for it. Hook, line, and sink.
12: Oh. Oh, boy. Are you a smoothie, Doc? Yeah, but look it. What are you going to do when she gets here?
9: I am going to arrange that now. Come on, Happy. Okay, boy. Yeah, yeah. You stay here, Dickie. Don't dare try to leave this room.
12: Don't worry. With every cop in Metropolis looking for me, I wouldn't poke my nose out of this phony lighthouse for love or money.
9: We take no chances. Knock the door, Happy. Okay, Doc. Now, take him to your brother-in-law. Sure, this way. He's around in front of the ticket booth. his small, deeply pouched eyes gleaming in his heavy, colorless face, Dr. Bly follows Happy through the gay crowds to set his trap for Lois Lane. We'll return in a moment for the climax of today's episode. But first, here again is our good friend. safe hep Gang, just close your eyes a minute and imagine that you have all the air-squattered insignia and warplane buttons you could possibly want. Wouldn't that be terrific? Well, of course, there aren't that many, naturally, but... There are 22 new ones in the Kellogg's Pep second series that I'll bet will make your eyes pop. Brilliant four-colored Army, Navy, and Marine Air Squadron insignia and warplane buttons. Yes, gang, they're really something. You know, kids everywhere are writing me saying what a great kick they get out of swapping these impressive-looking buttons. They like the way the red, black, blue, and yellow colors stand out against the pure white enameled background when they wear them on their caps, sweaters, or jackets. There's no question about it, gang. These Kellogg's Pep buttons are getting more popular every day. But as I told you before, you can't buy these snazzy buttons anywhere. Nope. They come only in packages of Kellogg's Pep. You needn't send in a single penny, not even a box stop. All you do is to see to it that Mom puts in a good supply of Kellogg's Pep at your house. Then you look in the packages for your prizes. Now, there's a prize for you in every package of Kellogg's Pep. Right there in the bottom of the package, an Army, Navy, or Marine Air Squadron insignia or warplane button. You'll find the button between the carton and the inner wax bag. It's a prize for you from P.E.P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Shortly after Lois Lane had accepted Dr. Bly's invitation to be guest of honor at Playland that evening, Clark Kent Perry White and Jimmy Olsen returned to the Daily Planet from the Maine Woods. In Lois's office now, with Kent looking on, Jimmy is completing a vivid description of their experiences to the girl reporter.
10: And Peter and Paul, they're the bad dwarfs, yes. are in jail with Pierre and Salvador. And Jacob and I They're the good dwarfs, Jim. Mm-hmm. That's right. They're on their way to my Aunt Isabel and Cousin Ginger's circus. I got them jobs there. And get this, Miss Lane... Mr. White gave me all the buried treasure. It comes to almost $10,000. Why, Jim... And I'm going to build or buy a house for my mother with it. Well...
14: Pretty nice of the chief, eh, hey, It certainly is, Clark. But I don't understand this. I thought the map said there was a million dollars in buried treasure and Jim's share was to be one-fourth of it.
11: Well, the pirates or whoever buried the treasure in Pirate's Coal a long time ago either made a
7: mistake in counting or else they came back and removed most of the treasure after they'd buried it. Oh, What's uh, happened with you while we were gone, Lois? Anything exciting?
14: Well, I didn't get a scope while you were gone, but uh, something else very nice happened to me. Hey, what's that, Lois? Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be telling. You'll find out in due time. Oh, come
10: on, tell us, Miss Lane. Uh-uh. Mm-mm.
14: Not yet. <laughs> you <laughs>
7: to be mysterious, huh?
14: Uh-huh. But I'll tell you this much, Clark. What? When you find out about it, you'll realize that you're not as great a reporter as you think you
12: are.
4: Is that so? Now, what makes
12: you say Just that. A minute,
14: excuse me, that's my phone. Uh, Lowe's Lane, please. Mr. Kent's Miss Lane. Yes, he is.
5: Please tell him Mr. White wants to see him right away. Okay, certainly. Chief wants you, Clark. Oh, thanks. Now, uh, don't go away. Oh. I want to
14: hear more about this mysterious little <laughs> <laughs> boy. Oh, now, come on, Miss Lane. Tell me what, kid. Uh-uh. I'll tell you what, though, Jim. I'll give you a chance to find out. Well, what do you mean? How would you like to go to Playland this evening?
10: Playland? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, you bet. They got a terrific giant roller coaster there, and it. Uh-oh, I forgot. I got a date with Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson? Oh, the boy we found in the boat that time. Well, that's right. Dick's a swell guy, but every time I tell him something about Superman, he comes back at me with something he heard or read about Batman. Oh, Jim. So when we landed at the airport this afternoon, I called him up and made a date to have dinner with him tonight. When I tell him what Superman did up in the North Woods, maybe he'll pipe down about Batman for a while.
14: (laughs) I see. Well, look, maybe Dick would like to come to play with us.
10: Hey, I'll bet he would. I'll tell you what. I'm supposed to meet him at the Y in a few minutes. Yes. We're going to take a swim and then go to dinner. Why don't I get him and meet you for dinner? Oh, of course, you'll be our
14: guest. Well, we'll argue about the guest part later. You go ahead. You get Dick and meet me downstairs in 15 minutes.
10: I'll pick up my car first. Okay. Gee, that's swell, Miss Lane.
14: Hey, what's all the rush? I can't tell you now. See you
10: later. What the... <laughs> <laughs> What goes
13: on here, Lois?
14: I haven't time to explain, Clark. I've got to rush to. Wait a
7: minute. What's the hurry, big day? Oh, if you
14: only knew.
7: I only knew what? What is all this mystery tonight?
14: <laughs> You'll find out.
7: You said that before. Can but... I
14: say it again. Uh, so long, Clark. Uh huh. So long. <laughs> see you in jail.
7: Yeah, sure. I'll... You'll see me. What?
14: Jail. You know, the place with the iron bars and the men in blue coats and brass buttons. <laughs> so long.
6: Oh, wait,
5: Lois. Look, I want to know what's. Well, now, how do
8: you like that?
9: What in the world goes on here, I wonder? Perplexed, Kent takes a step as if to follow Lois, then changes his mind, unaware that he is permitting Lois and Jimmy also to walk into serious danger. The sinister jaws of Dr. Bly's trap are about to snap shut. Will they catch Lois? And what of Jimmy and Dick Grayson, who is in reality Robin, youthful companion of the famous Batman? There are thrills and excitement ahead, fellows and girls, so don't miss a single episode of our new story. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, and listen to The Adventures
13: of Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow The Adventures of Superman, brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the makers of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a
0: copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC publications. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes radio theater presented by Phoenix Media up in the sky. It's a bird It's a plane. No, it's Superman
5: Faster than a speeding bullet
0: More powerful than a locomotive
7: to leap tall buildings at a single bound.
8: Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
9: Yes, it's Superman, in whom Lois Lane might well have confided before accepting an invitation to visit Playland. A gang of criminals, endangered because one of their members, a girl named Dixie Lamar, had shot a federal agent, is hiding out at Playland, an amusement park in Metropolis. Discovering from a newspaper photograph that Lois Lane is almost a perfect double for Dixie Lamar... Dr. Bly, the cunning leader of the gang, conceived a scheme of having Lois pay for Dixie's crime. Posing as Mr. Hemingway, a press agent, Dr. Bly phoned Lois and invited her to appear at Playland that night as a guest of honor. Flattered, Lois accepted and asked Jimmy Olsen and young Dick Grayson, who was really Robin, Batman's companion, to accompany her. But wishing Clark Kent to be surprised when he read of the honor accorded her, Lois told him nothing, just made several mysterious remarks to him as she left. As we continue now, in the Daily Planet city room, Kent is questioning Beanie Martin, the copy boy. Listen.
7: Beanie, did anything unusual occur around here while Mr. White and Jim and I were in Maine? Unusual? Yes. Well, let's see, Mr. Kent. Well, the Dodgers lost a couple of more ball games, but I guess that ain't very unusual. No, I guess not. Uh, Anyway, I mean in the office, Beanie. Did anything... uh... Well, out of the ordinary happened Something to do with Miss Lane? Nothing that I know about. Why? Well, I don't know. Miss Lane made a funny remark a few minutes ago. Something about the fact that I was going to find out that I'm not nearly as good a reporter as I think I am.
10: Well, say, maybe she got a tip on some big story and she's going to scoop you on it.
7: Uh, I was thinking of that,
9: but she said something had happened while the chief and Jim and I were in Maine and...
10: I think she was just trying to get your goat like she's always doing. Well, maybe. Sure. I heard her kidding you, saying she'd see you in jail. Yes, that was odd, too. I
9: never heard her use that expression before. Well, she was kidding, see? Like when somebody says, I'll be
11: suing you, or or don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> <laughs> could be, but I've got to see the chief now. Thanks very much, Beanie.
8: You're probably right.
9: Relieved, but still faintly puzzled, Clark Kent proceeds to Perry White's office. Meanwhile, at the wheel of her roadster, with Jimmy Olson and young Dick Grayson beside her, Lois Lane is driving along river road toward Playland, whose tall spires and multitude of lights glitter gaily in the night sky.
10: Look, Miss Lane. Look, Dick. You can see Playland now. Uh-huh. Looks gay, doesn't it, Jim? Uh-huh. I like bright lights. <laughs> Just a city boy at heart. Oh, I like the country, too, but bright lights always do something to me. Hey, look, Dick. There are the towers of the giant coaster. Boy, is that a wicked ride. Yeah. Oh, Dick doesn't seem very interested. He keeps looking back down the road. Hey, wake up, dummy. Playland's ahead of us, not behind. I know, but he's still following us. Huh? What did you say, Dick? The little skinny fellow with the big ears, he's still following us. Following us? What little skinny fellow? Where? In that sedan, right behind us. He's been following us ever since we left the restaurant. He has? Are you sure, Dick? Yes. I didn't mention it before, Miss Lane, because I wanted to make sure he was following us. I noticed him in the restaurant when we were having dinner. He kept watching us. And as soon as we got up, he did, too. Oh, but that doesn't mean that his car was parked across the street from the restaurant. As soon as we started, he made a U-turn and has been trailing us ever since. Holy macro, what's he trailing us for? I don't know. There, see? He took the same turn we did. Yeah, he did. Now, look. Has it occurred to either of you that the gentleman
14: might be going to Playland, too? Thousands of people go there, you know. Oh, sure, but Dick says he was in the same restaurant yeah, with us. The Lou Heron is a very popular restaurant. You may not have noticed, but
10: there were quite a few other people eating there. He's following us, I tell you. I know. Batman and I have been following plenty of times. Batman and you? Uh, I, uh... I mean, I, uh... I've read so much about Batman and Robin, I can just about tell what it feels like to be trailed. Oh, now, Dick, after all. Listen to him. You better watch out, Dick. You read so much about Batman and Robin, first thing you know, you'll start to think you're Robin. (laughs) That would be funny, wouldn't it? (laughs) You can say that again, brother. Oh, Dick's villain wants to pass us, Miss Lane.
14: I hear him. Well, what do you say now, Dick? It looks like he's going to stop trail obviously. Miss Lane. He's cutting
10: in.
14: Look <laughs> oh,
10: no. no, <sighs> Gee. Okay, he's gone. Boy, was that a close one. I'll say it was. He tried to force us into the dick. Oh, nonsense,
14: Dick. He was forced to cut in by that other car coming around the curve at the same time. It was way out in the middle of the road.
10: Well, I suppose I could be wrong. Of course you were. Now you together.
14: Here's Playland. We're going to have fun and a big surprise. Oh, yeah, you said something about
10: a surprise before.
14: What is it? Uh, you'll find out soon enough, Jim. And I want you to remember everything that happened so that you can tell Clark tomorrow. But tell him what? Just be patient. It won't be long now. Oh, look, this is a break. Somebody left us a parking spot right by the entrance gate.
10: i say it's a break. Oh, boy, listen to all the music and stuff. Let's find the shooting gallery. Then I want to take a ride on the giant roller coaster. You can do all that after the surprise. Come on, Jim. Come on here. Jim, look. Huh? What? Big gate. Mr. Big Ears. He's talking to the old guy with white hair and dark glasses. Are you still worrying about him? See, they're both looking at us now. There goes Big Ears into the park in a hurry. I tell you that fellow is up to something. And I tell you, you're nuts. Let go of my sleeve. I want to find out about this surprise Miss Lane promised us. You and your surprises. Hey, look, the old guy is stopping Miss Lane. Oh, so what? He probably knows her. Honest, Dick, you're acting positively goofy tonight. Well, I'm very
14: happy to know you, Mr. Hemingway. Oh, Jim, Dick, this is Mr. Hemingway, Jim Olson and Dick Grace. Oh, I'm pleased to meet you, Mr. Hemingway. Today. I'm
9: very happy to make your acquaintance, gentlemen. Ah have we'll all just come this way.
14: Mr. Hemingway is the press agent for Playland Boys. He's in charge of the little surprise we have for you. Oh, he is. Oh, what is the
10: surprise, Mr. Hemingway? Uh,
14: don't tell him. I want him to see for himself.
10: Oh, I have no
9: intention of seeing this When Everything is ready. He'll find out for himself.
10: I don't like this Hemingway, Jim. Why not? Hey, sap out of it, Dick. Talk about your sad sacks. You take the cake tonight. Where
14: does the, uh, uh, you know, take place, Mr.
10: Hemingway? Uh, near the bandstand,
9: oh. half an hour. Meanwhile, I've arranged for you and your young friends, too, of course, to enjoy a few right as our
10: rides at our guests. Oh, that sounds good to me. Yes, it would be fun. How about the giant roller coaster, Mr. Hemingway? Oh, that's a little too wild for my taste. Oh, well, look, you go on something else, Miss Lane. Uh, take the roller coaster
9: my... entrance is quite a distance away. It <laughs> would hardly be time for that before the, uh, a big surprise. Oh, gee. Meanwhile, there are some very interesting rides going by. Stand up and
6: get ready
7: against a sensational river of horrors, ladies and gentlemen. River of horrors!
14: Right mercy! What's <laughs> that?
10: Say, that's the ride Beanie Martin told me about. Oh. He says it's swell. A boat goes through a long dark tunnel and skeletons jump out of the darkness. Yeah, the ones, of course. Come on, let's go on.
9: I was going to recommend this ride.
10: Sounds okay to me. Oh, I don't. Don't be a sissy, Miss Lane. Nothing can happen to you. Can it, Mister oh, Hemingway? Of
9: course not. I'm sure you'll find this ride uh, the most unique experience.
10: I'm not afraid. I guess i not want to wrinkle my clothes
14: before I'm presented. Oh, all right. Since the boys want this ride, I'll go. Oh, now
10: you're talking. Come on, Dick.
1: All right, this way. There's a boat waiting. I'll see that you three have it for yourself.
10: Hot dog. This is going to be fun. You said it. I hope so.
1: All right, step into the boat. One in each seat, please. Guests of the house, Joe.
10: Okay. Come on, Miss Lane. I'll help you. You sit in the middle seat, Miss Lane.
1: Now, right. don't worry about anything. There's a slow current that will take the boat through the tunnel and back here. I'll give you a start. There you are.
14: I've been waiting for you, Miss
10: Lane. All right. Thanks, Mr.
1: Hemingway. Yeah, thanks, Mr. Hemingway. So long. So long. So long, so long. So long. So long and happy <laughs> Yes, happy
9: voyage. I'll be waiting for you, Miss Lane. Oh, yes, indeed. I'll be waiting.
8: <laughs>
9: Quickly, as the boat vanishes into the dark tunnel, Dr. Bly, who has been masquerading as a white-haired press agent... Hurries behind the high artificial rocks which enclose the River of Horrors. We'll return in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. But first, here is your announcer. Say, this has been a busy day, Pep Gang. What with Eddie losing his Kellogg's pet buttons and everything. But there's one thing I want to let you in on... ...before we go back to the exciting adventures of Superman... You know, I've been getting letters from kids all over the country who are so pleased with a new second series of Army, Navy, and Marine Air Squadron insignia and warplane buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pep. Like that dramatic-looking Army 44th Fighter Squadron insignia, for instance, with a fancy grinning devil's head and the outstretched red and black wings. Boy, is that a humdinger. But now you can't buy them anywhere. Nope, they come only in packages of Kellogg's Pep, that super-delicious whole wheat flake cereal. Ask Mom to get a new supply of Kellogg's Pep tomorrow. Then open the package and look for your prize. An exciting air squadron insignia or warplane button. You'll find a button in every package. It's a prize, especially for you, from P-E-P, Pep. Made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. At Playland Amusement Park near Metropolis, a smooth-cultured gang leader named Dr. Bly, disguised as a white-haired press agent, you're at Lois Lane Jimmy Olsen and Dick Grayson into taking a ride on the river of horrors. Our three friends sitting one behind the other in a small boat have drifted into a long dark tunnel
10: This is where Beanie said the skeletons jump out at you Now don't get scared Miss Lane. Get scared don't be silly
6: <laughs> <Eek>! what's that
10: <laughs> One of the skeletons oh, golly. it's covered with luminous paint. I thought you weren't scared. Well, I, I wasn't. It just seemed so close. <laughs> the next one won't scare you so much, Miss Lane. I tell you, I wasn't scared, Dick. Oh no! Should have heard yourself yip, huh, Dick? Oh, she thought I was going to grab her. I did not. Eek! no, no, let me go! Help! Oh, let me go! Dick, go and grab Miss Lane. Yes, it... Help, Miss Lane! Stop it, Miss Lane! Stop the Help! boat! Miss Lane! Boat!
9: Shouting frantically, Jimmy Olsen and Dick Grayson are carried away from the spot where Lois Lane suddenly disappeared, snatched out of the bolt by skeleton hands. Where is Lois? And what will happen to her? There's more mystery and excitement ahead for you in tomorrow's episode, fellows and girls, so don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station, and listen to The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet... More powerful than a locomotive.
7: <laughs> Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound.
6: Look,
8: up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
13: Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures
9: of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the makers of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman... See your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications.
0: Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts, or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!
9: Yes, it's Superman. And today, his young friends, Jimmy Olsen and Dick Grayson, whom we know is really the famous Robin, are alarmed over the sudden disappearance of their companion, Lois Lane. Hunted by the police for shooting a federal agent, Dixie Lamar, member of a criminal gang, was hiding out in Playland, a metropolis amusement park, with Dr. Bly, the leader of the gang. Seeing a photograph of Lois Lane in the Daily Planet and discovering that Lois was an almost perfect double for Dixie... Dr. Bly conceived the scheme of pinning the murder on Lois. Posing as a press agent, he invited the girl reporter to be guest of honor at the amusement park that night. And when Lois arrived with Jimmy Olsen and Dick Grayson, who was really Robin, Batman's young companion, the three were given a ride on the River of Horrors. But as their book glided through a dark tunnel, a luminous skeleton rose from the darkness and seized Lois. Lois. As we join them now, Jimmy and Dick are unable to stop the boat, which is without oars and is being carried along by a slow current. Listen.
10: Oh, my gosh, Dick. What do we do? We've got to get help, Jimmy. Come back and find her. Get help where? How? We're in a dark tunnel. I can't see a thing. We're coming to the end of the tunnel. See, just ahead. Huh? Where? Oh, oh, yeah. The lizards do something Make this boat go faster We can't, there are no orders or anything Don't lose your head, we'll be out in a minute Don't lose my head This thing is gone That, that skeleton got it I don't understand it Here, we're coming to the end of the tunnel well, Sit down, don't tip us over No, I don't. See, there are rocks the river outside the tunnel If we can grab hold of them and pull the boat over We can climb out and not have to drift all the way back to the end Well, that's a good idea now, try to grab the rock All right Careful, old thing Watch it Put out, Jim uh, oh. Boy, it's a good thing that a rock was there Might have gone into the drink I'll say Okay, see. we can get out now Come on All right oh, I'm with you Oh, golly Poor Miss Lane Don't worry, we'll find her But where is she? Jeepers, that that skeleton? Here. Here's the midway. Jump down, Jim. It's only a few feet. Okay. Uh, now, which way? This way. Back to the entrance. Oh, at least one good thing. I didn't bust my son down a wristwatch. Oh, is that what that thing on your wrist is? Yeah, it tells time by the sun. Hey, that's swell. Where'd you get it? Batman gave it to me. Who? Uh-uh.
9: I know hey, you.
10: Cool. Oh, wait, Dick, It's a cop. A cop, am
9: Ah, look here, at here, you too, Spalpy. What do you mean, climbing up in them rocks?
10: Gee, officer, you got here just in time. Oh, but I did. A young lady... Miss Lane... ...disappeared in the tunnel. A skeleton grabbed her. And then it disappeared, too. Come on, all. here yeah, you've got to find
9: her. Wait a minute. Let go of me, Sleeves. Now, there's big signs say to keep off them rocks. <laughs> and not you
10: three? Sure, but... A skeleton got Miss Lane in the tunnel on the River of Horus. You've got to help us find her. Come on.
9: So a skeleton got someone, did he? Now, what kind of malarkey are you trying to give me?
10: It's true. You see, we were in a boat with Miss Lang. And when we got into the tunnel, a skeleton jumped out of the darkness and and grabbed her. And then they both disappeared.
9: Is that so now? Sure and I ought to run his boat in. First, for climbing on the rocks and then for telling a whopper like that.
10: But it's true, I tell you. The skeleton's still got her. Don't just stand there.
9: Don't be after telling me what to do.
10: We'll, we'll do something. Come on back to the entrance of the River of Horrors with us. We'll get another boat and go after Miss Lindsay.
9: Where well, we'll go, yes. Come on. To Joe Hansen, who holds the River of Horrors position. I don't believe you, Mike. But we'll find out what this nonsense is all about.
11: I only wish it was,
10: not So do I.
9: Hey. Hello, Riley. I understand them wasn't spilling into yards if we're getting into mischief. Oh, sure, sure. That fellow saw us getting a boat. Oh. Yeah.
10: I remember him. Listen,
9: mister. <laughs> <laughs> These two kids want me to pinch one of your skeletons for kidnapping, (laughs) That's a good joke. (laughs) It's no
10: joke. It sure isn't.
9: They say they was taking a ride in one of your boats with somebody. Uh, Miss
10: Lane. Lois Lane. And
9: when they got into the tunnel, one of them skeletons
11: grabbed her and took her away.
10: That's right. Just a few minutes ago. (laughs) Please help us find her, (laughs)
11: mister. Please. What kind of a gag is this?
10: It's true. The skeleton got Lane.
11: How could a wood and paper skeleton grab anybody? Are you nuts? No.
10: Honest. You see... I don't like
11: these kind of jokes. They're bad for business. Go on, beat it. No, no, wait. You've got to listen. I don't have to listen to crazy stuff like that. Get them out of here, Riley. They're bad for business. You say they didn't take a ride in one of your boats, Joe. No, they didn't take a ride tonight. I would have remembered them if they did. Yeah, that? Now, come on, beat it, you kid. No,
10: wait. You must remember us. We got into the boat less than five minutes ago. You
11: were there when we got in the boat. I see you didn't ride in one of my boats tonight. If you say you did, where's your ticket stuck? Anybody rides in my boats, they keep the stubs and give back to me when they finish the ride. Where's your studs?
10: Oh, we didn't have any tickets. Don't you remember? Mr. Hemingway brought us here and said to you that our ride was on the house. Now you said
11: okay. Is that right, Joe? I don't give rides for nothing. And I never heard of any Mr. Hemingway either. But,
10: well, you did too. You know him. He's the press agent here. The press agent of the whole amusement park.
11: Now, I know you kids are nuts. There's no Mr. Hemingway, the press agent of Playland. Joe. What did this Mr. Hemingway look like,
10: boys? Well, he's a pretty old man. He's got a deep voice. and white hair and he wears dark
9: glasses. Okay, I've heard enough. The press agent of Playland is named Harry Spencer. And he's a young fellow, But I tell you... And he ain't got a deep voice either. Now, I ought to run you kids in for this. But I'm going to close my eyes and count to three. Oh, By the time I finish counting, you'd better be where I can not see you, or I will run easy.
10: Listen, please. You've got to believe...
9: I'm going to start counting...
10: What? You don't believe us. What are we going to do, to You kids better beat it, that's what. Who? I know what I'm going to do. Come on, Jim. Where? I'm going
9: to call back. Uh, somebody who will find this lane. Mr. Kent, I'll call him. Come on. I see some phone booths behind that. They gone, Joe? Yeah, crazy kid. Ah, boys will be boys. There's no harm done with a bit of a joke now.
11: <laughs> I think
9: I put the fear of the law in the young devil. But I'll be back in a short while to make sure they ain't bothering you no more.
11: Hello. Hello, Riley, and much obliged. Joe. So, Dr. Bly. I told
9: you not to mention
11: my name. You kind of scared me sneaking up like that. Uh, good thing you took off your white wig and dark glasses before the cops spotted you. do mind that. What did you do with the girl, Miss Lee? No names, I said. She's in a safe place. What happened to the two boys who were with her? boat was empty when it came back through the tunnel. I know. They climbed out over the rocks when they got out of the tunnel, and they got a cop. Cop? Yeah, Riley, the one who just left here. I stalled him off, all right. He thinks the kids were joking. You fool. You shouldn't let them get away. What could I do? They came back here with Riley. Oh, you fool. You stupid fool. If they get away, they'll spoil everything. Well, what could I do, Doc? Shut up. Which way did they go? Quick, over to those phone booths behind the hot dog stand. They were going to call a Mr. Kent and somebody named Bat. They started over just before
9: you showed up. Good. May not be too late. Now remember, never saw the girl. Those two boys didn't ride in your boat. Swiftly, Dr. Bly turns and hurries through the gay crowds to the telephone booths, where Jimmy and Dick are excitedly calling Clark Kent and Batman for aid. We'll return in a moment for the dramatic climax of today's episode. But first, here is your announcer. Hey there, Pep Gang. Are you getting your complete sets of Kellogg's Pep, Insignia, and Warplane Buttons in shape? I mean the new second series of 22 Buttons. Boy, they're real beauties in four sparkling colors of red, blue, black, and yellow against a pure white background. And you know, it's a good idea to swap them and get the ones you need to fill out the series. For example, suppose you have an extra Insignia of the 17th Bombardment Squadron. That's the comical-looking pilot with goggles leaning on an upended bomb. But you need the 56th Bombardment Squadron button. And suppose your pal has an extra one of those. Then the thing to do is to trade with him fast. That way you both get the buttons you're looking for. And what a thrill you'll get when you can show the rest of the gang that you have the whole second series. But remember, gang, you can't buy these buttons anywhere. No, sir, they come only in packages of that super-delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. So ask Mom to see that there's plenty of Kellogg's Pep at your house. Inside, you'll find your prize, an Air Squadron insignia or warping button. There's a button in every package. It's a prize for you from P-E-P, Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And gang, there's just one more thing. It's very important for you to tune in Monday at this same time for some big news. I'll have about a wonderful new Kellogg's Pep prize. Something you'll all go wild about. The thing you've all been waiting for. Don't forget now, boys and girls, get in on the Big Superman News Monday. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. It is fifteen minutes since Jimmy Olsen telephoned Clark Kent from Playland. At once, Kent streaks to the amusement park as Superman. And now, having secretly assumed his guise of the mild-mannered reporter, he is pacing restlessly up and down before the ticket booth of the River of
11: That's right up, ladies. Come and get your tickets for the thrill of a lifetime. Jim said he'd meet me right a here. A sensational electric Honey. flying right on the river of horrors. don't
7: see him anywhere. It'll
11: make your life Dick Grayson it either. Blood. It's a killer killer, killer spine chiller and it an only costs oh, on a dime pay. a tenth bite of a dollar. Step up, folks. Step up and get your tickets. Step up, step up before they're all gone. Oh, uh, pardon me. If you want a ticket, mister, get it at the booth. No, it isn't that. Have you been around Around here long? Tonight, I mean. Sure, all night. I own this concession. Why? Well, I was supposed to meet a young fellow here, two of them, in fact.
7: Uh, Jim Olson and Dick Grayson. I wonder if Never you Never heard
11: have... of him. Move along now. Can't you see I'm busy? Oh, well, wait a minute. This is important. Uh, this one chap, Jim, said something serious happened. He's, uh, well, he's 16. He's thin, freckled I Don't face. know him, I said. All right, folks. Here's an empty boat right over uh, here. One at a sea and one at a time. No problem. I don't understand this. He said he and Dick would wait right here. I don't like this. I don't like it at all. The killer, diller, thriller, killer ride on the river car. It'll make you laugh when it curdles your blood. Step up, folks, and get your tickets before they're all gone. Only one dime. The killer, diller, thriller. Minute by minute, his
9: fear is rising. Bart can't wait for Jimmy Olson. What has happened to the boy reporter? And to Dick Grayson, who is in reality Robin, Batman's young companion. And where is Lois Lane? Don't miss Monday's episode, fellows and girls, when the famous Batman joins forces with Superman in a thrilling search for their friends. Tune in, same time, same station, for The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive.
7: Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look! Up in the sky!
8: It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
13: Thomas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the makers of that super-delicious cereal,
9: Kellogg's Pep. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications.
0: Oh, Ma, process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh-huh. It's the Loop Crate subscription box, yeah, With an exclusive Loop on surprises known to you door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. ha 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 ha. From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX Collectible Boxes, dude! Calabunga To the Loot Gaming Video Game Box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! To Loot
6: Crate
0: Box, what's with today, huh?
9: Yes, it's Superman. And today, as Clark Kent, he meets an old acquaintance. In danger because one of his gang, a girl named Dixie Lamar, had shot and killed a federal agent. Dr. Bly, the cunning leader of the gang, plotted to pin the murder on Lois Lane, who was almost a perfect physical double for Dixie. Disguised as a press agent, Dr. Bly invited Lois to be guest of honor at Playland, a large amusement park outside Metropolis. And when the girl reporter arrived with Jimmy Olsen and young Dick Grayson, who was really Robin, the companion of Batman... The three were given a ride on the River of Horrors. But as their boat glided through a dark tunnel, a supposedly fake skeleton seized Lois and disappeared. Unable to make a police officer believe their fantastic story, Jimmy and Dick phoned Clark Kent and Batman. But when Kent arrived at the amusement park a few minutes later, the two boys were not there. As we continue now, Kent is pacing nervously before the entrance to the River of Horrors concession as a tall, masked figure wearing a bright blue hood and cape approaches. Listen... Kent. Clark Kent.
7: Batman. What are you doing here? I got word that Rob... Dick Grayson and Jimmy Olsen
9: were in trouble. So did I. Have you seen them? No, not yet. I was to meet them right here in front of the River of Horrors. Jim told me to meet them here, too. He said they'd be waiting for me. I got here about 20 minutes ago, and haven't seen hide the hair of them. That's strange. Frankly, I don't like it. I spoke to the man who owns this concession, but he says he hasn't seen them. Uh Uh-huh. I wonder if... Oh, here comes a policeman. If anything happened around here, he ought to know about it. Right, let's ask him. Uh, Officer! Hey, just a moment, officer. Uh, Surely you ought to win the first prize at the Masquerade Carnival tonight, young fellow. You look just like the pictures of Batman. Do I? That you do. we spit spitting image. Well, what can I be after doing for you?
1: Well, look, we were supposed to meet two young boys here, but they haven't shown up. We're afraid they might have run into trouble. Their names are Dick Grayson and Jimmy Olsen. Have you heard anything about
11: them? Two lads, you say? Jim is 16. He's about this tall, officer. Thin and wiry and freckle-faced. Dick is
9: a year, maybe two younger. (laughs) Sure, and they must be the lads who give me the malarkey about the skeleton making off with the young lady. What? What young lady? The one's are all right One was skinny and freckled Like you say Uh-huh And I might know They called each other Jim and Nick That's right As a matter of fact I was coming by here now Just to make sure They wasn't getting Into no more trouble
7: What sort of trouble? Where
9: are they? Is the a trick They tried to play on me The young Spalpeen Trick Telling me they was in a boat On the river of horrors And that when the boat Went in the dark tunnel They said one of them Phony skeletons in the wall It's made out of wooden paper Painted with that luminous stuff You know To make it scary Yes, get to the point officer Take it easy It's only a joke I tell you uh, well,
5: <laughs> where was I? In the tunnel.
9: Oh, yes, yes. Well, so when they got into the tunnel, they're telling me, one of them phony skeletons grabbed the young lady that was in the boat with him and disappeared right out of this world with her.
5: Great. <laughs> yes, that, Scott, that must have been Lois. Lois Lane. Now, take it easy, Kent. Where did you speak to the boys, officer? Right here. it was. The, uh, where did they go after they spoke to you?
9: Well, they rushed off to them phone booths there, behind the hot dog stand. They were going to call somebody up.
5: That's it, Kent. Something must have happened to prevent their coming back here to meet us. Let's go. You better come along with us, officer.
9: Come along where? We're taking a ride through the River of Horace, right, Kent? Right. Uh, three, please. That'll be 30 cents. All right. Here you are. Come on, you two. Now, oh, hold on a minute. You fellas don't really believe that stuff about the skeleton. We're going to see for ourselves. Now, where's that boat, boatman? He, he was here a moment ago. We don't need him. Here's an empty boat. Come and hop in. I'll untie it. Okay. Come on, officer. Then I will. We show you myself. Them skeletons couldn't hurt the fly. Hey, wait a minute. I don't see any oars. You don't need oars. There's a bit of a current takes the boat along through the tunnel. Oh. Uh, all right. I'll
8: push off.
7: Here
9: we go. <sighs> that's the tunnel up ahead, isn't it? Yes. And we're wasting our time, as you'll see for yourself in a minute. I
8: can't
7: understand why Lois didn't tell me that she and Jim were coming here tonight. She acted so mysterious about where she
9: was going. It's a joke, I tell you. None of them was here.
5: What do you mean? You said you spoke to the boys. I
9: mean they didn't go through the River of Horrors. They made that up, too. Huh? And all about a Mr. Hemingway or some such name giving them a free ride.
1: Say, that's a new angle. Who's Mr. Hemingway?
9: There isn't any Mr. Hemingway. There isn't. Leastwise, it's a sober fact he's not the agent for this amusement park, like them two young rascals said. <laughs> a heavy-set old man with white hair and dark glasses. That's how they describe it. They him. did, eh? As a matter of fact, the agent for Playland is a man named Spencer, and he's a young fellow with black hair. This gets stranger and stranger, Ken. Yes, and I like it less and less. Take my word for it. It's just a trick those youngsters with play. I don't think so. Well, the tunnel...
6: Hmm, it's as
9: black as the ace of spades I'll say Where are the skeletons? You'll see them in a moment Each one jumping up out of the walls like a jack-in-the-box I hope you don't scare easy Well, I'll try not to scream Hey, what's that? Oh, huh. it's a skeleton Take a good look before it's gone You think that could kidnap anybody? No, that skeleton couldn't It's made of cheap wood and paper There's another one Yeah, that's wood and paper too They are are, just like I told you your young friends was having a joke with you like they'd with me, bad sister.
7: He may be right, Kent, after all. <sharp inhale> oh, wait a minute. That's funny. What? Well, that wire shot out of the wall there with no skeleton attached.
5: Oh, so what? It might have fallen off. Yes, it could be, but... Uh-oh. Sit down, Mr. Kent. You'll tip us off. What is it, Kent? I just saw something. Wait a minute. I can reach that wire. <laughs> what
7: did you see? What are you stopping the boat for? I'll show you in a moment.
5: There we are
7: now look, look at what I can't see my hand before my face, huh? Oh yes, I forgot. You
9: have a flashlight, don't you, officer? Uh, that I have. Here we are. Good. Just shine it on the wall, right alongside you, please. Sure. How's that? A little more to the right. Oh, that's fine. Hold it. Now, see, Batman. You've uh, an opening in the wall. Quiet. Keep your voice down. Where? Where? Sure energies, like a little doorway. No, I didn't know that was there. How did you ever notice it in the dark, Kent?
7: Uh, I've got pretty sharp eyes. and Anyway, I, I was watching for something like this. What do you say? Let's have a look. Come on.
1: Right behind you.
9: You uh, care to come along, officer? That I do, Mr. Kent. Uh, not that I think this is important, Mike. Oh, you don't, eh? Well, I think it is.
8: There we are. Okay. Now, officer,
7: lead the way with your flashlight. But be careful. Anything may happen.
9: Uh, you you lead the way with my flashlight. No, no, no. Go Go ahead, officer.
7: We're right behind you.
9: Anxiously, Clark Kent and Batman step into a low, dark passageway behind Officer Riley, whose flashlight stabs a thin ray through the musty gloom. What will they discover? We'll return in a moment to find out. But first, say, uh, did you ever see a dog with wings... (laughs) No, I'm not kidding, honest. I can tell you right now where you can see a picture of a dog with wings. Sure, it's the lucky insignia of Navy Squadron 14. And that insignia is one of the buttons in the second series put out by Kellogg's Pep. A mighty dramatic-looking insignia it is, too. The dog has a sort of determined expression on his face. Looks like he means business as he leaps at the enemy. There's a brilliant red background, too, to make the button even more colorful and smart-looking. And that's only one of the 22 different buttons in this grand second series. Actually, there are insignia of eight Army Air Squadrons, seven Navy Air Squadrons, three Marine Air Squadrons, plus four warplanes. Why, you'll want to collect every single one of them. And that's easy to do, too, because you don't have to send in any money, not even a box stop. Truth is, you can't buy these buttons anywhere. You just tell your mother you're going to eat lots of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Then she can stock up on it. Every package she opens means a new exciting prize for you. A bright-colored insignia or warplane button. Yes, sir, you'll find a button in every package. And that's the only way you can get them. So, gang, don't forget to ask Mom to get you plenty of P-E-P-Pep made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Discovering a small, narrow opening in the tunnel wall on the River of Horrors... Clark Kent left the boat with Batman and Officer Riley and entered a low, pitch-black passageway. Stooping, Kent and Batman proceed in single file behind Riley, whose flashlight sends a cloudy ray through the dank, cobwebby darkness. I wonder where this passageway leads to, Kent. I imagine we're under the amusement
7: park now, Batman.
9: How do you know? I can see. You can see.
7: Huh? Well, I mean, I can. Uh, well, I can hear the music and the crowds above us. I can't. Watch
9: your heads, The ceiling's getting low. Okay. Right. Strange place for a passageway, Kent, don't you think? Yes. I don't like this whole setup. Neither do I. Miss Lane disappearing from the boat, then Dick and Jim missing. I'm afraid they've gotten into trouble because they saw what happened to Miss Lane. What? What's the matter, officer? Oh, something brushed by my leg. I can't see anything. Oh, it's probably just a rat. Keep going. As soon as I find my ratted flashlight, I drop the window. It Must be around here someplace. I've got it. Good, good. Well, lucky it didn't break. I, I I, don't like this place. I don't like it one bit. All right, come on. Let's go. Okay. But I don't like it. Hey,
1: I can Kent? hear the sounds of the amusement park now, Kent. Yes.
9: Yes, we're getting to the end of the passage,
7: but... Hey, that's strange. What? Well, the passageway. You're
9: right. We're coming to the end of it.
8: Yeah. Here we are.
9: Outside again. Saint alive. Do you know where we are? Where? Right behind the Hall of Mirrors. What? The Hall of what? The Hall of Mirrors. It used to be the crazy house. Oh. Now, how come that passageway ends up here? I don't know. We haven't found
5: Dick or Jim or Miss Lane. It looks like we're too late. Yeah, I'm
9: afraid so. It's a cinch that Lois was carried through this passageway. Lordy. Now, if you listen to me. Come on. we better search the park. There's nothing else we can do. <coughs> you know, I've been figuring it out. That passageway must have been left there when they moved the miniature train from here to the other side of the park. That's all. so? That was a couple of years ago when Joe right. put in the River of Horrors.
5: Joe Hanson. I'd like to speak to
9: this Joe Hanson. So would I. He ought to be back at the entrance near the ticket booth. We can cut across in front of the Hall of Mirrors. Wait. Hey, look, Kent. What?
1: Coming out of the hall of mirrors. See that heavy-set old man?
7: Yes. He's got. He's got white hair and dark glasses. Shh.
1: Mr. Hemingway,
7: the phony
9: police agent Dick and Jim told the cop about. It. Come on.
7: Okay. Uh-oh. He saw us. He's ducking back into the hall of mirrors. You stay here, officer. Step on it, Batman. After him.
9: Following their first real clue, Batman and Superman in his guise of Clark Kent race to the entrance of the Hall of Mirrors, into which the man with white hair and dark glasses has just disappeared. Is it Dr. Bly? And will Superman and Batman find Lois Lane in time? And Jimmy Olsen and Robin? Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station, for The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. (laughs) Able to leap tall buildings
7: at
8: a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
13: Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same
9: time, same station, by the makers of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
5: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive.
7: Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky.
9: It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today, as Clark Kent, he and Batman are searching the amusement park for Jimmy Olsen, Dick Grayson, and Lois Lane. The startling resemblance of Lois Lane to Dixie Lamar, who was wanted for murder, suggested to Dr. Bly, headman of a confidence ring, a plan whereby Lois would be forced to face the murder charge. Lured to Playland Amusement Park outside Metropolis, Lois disappeared under the eyes of Jim Olsen and Dick Grayson, in reality Batman's assistant Robin, while riding in a boat along the River of Horrors. Summoned separately by Jimmy and Robin, Kent and Batman arrived only to find that meanwhile the two boys had also disappeared. But they did spot Dr. Bly, still wearing the dark glasses and white wig in which he was masquerading as Mr. Hemingway, press agent for the amusement park. Kent and Batman gave chase as Bly ducked into the Hall of Mirrors. And as we join them now, they are virtually lost in the maze of mirrored corridors. Listen.
13: We'll never get out of this labyrinth Kent. let alone find anyone. Maybe we'd better turn back. Lose that bird with the white hair and dark glasses? He's our only clue. I know, but we seem to be going around in circles. Unless I'm crazy, we've passed that mirror five times. The one that makes you look skinny. It's not the same one. Well, it looks the same. Well, maybe they all look alike to me by now. I'm getting dizzy. Mirrors on the walls, mirrors on the ceiling, even mirrors on the floors. Why people pay admission to come in here, I'll never know. Mm. Look
7: out, Kent. You're walking right into a mirror. No, no, it's an optical illusion. The car takes a turn here. Well, you've got better eyes than I have. I'll tell you that. That's one trouble. They're not good enough. What do you mean? all these mirrors must be backed with lead in addition to a coating of mercury. I can't see through lead. Who can? Well, ordinarily, I... (laughs)
13: <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm not making much sense, am I? Well, I'm not surprised. This place is my head spinning like a top. Can't think, let alone make sense. Uh, we'll be out of it soon. Uh oh, you better get behind me here. The car is narrow from here on. All right. I suggest we turn back and search the park for Jimmy and Dick. Why? After all, Ken, if we can locate the kids, we shouldn't have too much trouble finding out.
8: Ken! Hey! Hey! Batman! Now He's gone. Disappeared. I heard
7: something open and then close. But where? Can't see through
9: these
8: mirrors. Batman! Where are you, Batman? Answer
9: Robbed of his X-ray vision by what's apparently lead coatings on the backs of the mirrors, Kent is helpless, even as Superman, to locate his suddenly vanished friend. Meanwhile, outside the gates of the amusement park, in a seemingly deserted frame house... The little man with the big ears, Dr. Bly's jitterbug assistant, Happy, is guarding Lois Lane behind the locked door of a room. On a rickety table in one corner, a cheap phonograph is blaring out the rhythmic beats of a jazz pianist. Finally, Lois, pacing up and down the room, can't stand it any longer.
14: The least you can do is to stop that phonograph. That banging piano is driving me crazy. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding.
9: That boogie-woogie don't set you, Chick. You ain't
14: free it will send me, all right, right out of my mind. Kick it off! Okay,
9: okay. Keep your zooms That's better. Trouble with you, Wiss. You ain't got no depreciation for solid sending.
14: I'll take Toscanini if you don't mind.
9: Yeah? Who's he playing with? What combo?
14: Never mind. Look, music lover, what gives here? When am I going to get out of this fire trap? You got me, sugar. We're waiting for the big guy. And who is the big guy? You asked me
9: that before, remember? And I told you, Nix, that still goes. Nix.
14: I tell you, a mistake has been made.
9: Truck on down, sister. There ain't no mistake. A big guy's cutting a mean groove this time.
14: Both you and the big guy, whoever he is, are going to find yourselves in plenty of hot water. Do you ever hear of assault and battery?
9: I heard of salt and pepper.
14: Oh, very funny. Very funny. Ever hear of kidnapping? You mean putting a snatch on a lug? Crudely, yes. It's punishable by life imprisonment. So unless you want to spend the rest of your days behind bars, you'd better unlock that door and let That's me out, out of
9: here. Get out, pike pipe down. And don't tell him I was playing a jive. boxy. you'll catch real trouble. Open
8: up, Herbert. Come in.
9: What took you so long? I was just... Close the door and lock it. Read. So. you are Miss Lane? Delighted to meet you.
14: I can't say the feeling is mutual. What's behind all this?
9: Hours of careful planning. Happy. Yes, boss? The door lock? Tighter in a trap. How come you was popping so hard? Two men spotted me coming out of the hall of meadows. Quite a time getting away from them. Oh, yeah. You don't recognize me, do you, Miss Lane?
14: I can't say I do.
9: Perhaps if I replace this white wig and dark glasses.
14: <gasps> why, Mr. Hemingway.
9: Ain't she the slick chick, Doc? Never mind the comments, Happy. Did you take care of those details at Miss Lane's apartment? Yeah, ma'am.
14: What's the meaning of all this? Why am I being held in this room? And why did you lure me to Playland under false pretenses?
9: Because I need you, desperately, for a little plan I have in mind.
14: What is it you want? Money?
9: Fetish the talk.
14: Well, what is it?
9: Nature endowed you with certain distinctive physical qualities. And a kindly providence led you into my
14: hands. I'm afraid you'll have to explain further. Oh, all in good time, Miss Lane.
9: <laughs> moment now. Happy, who's that? You got me, Doc. Stand back to my door. Keep the gun handy. Read. Who is it? It's me, Doc. Dixie.
12: Dixie? Hey, very much.
9: Happy, stop the lane, girl. She's heading
8: for the window. Yeah, no, you don't. You let Come
12: go of me. Let go
9: Struggling to reach the window in an attempt to smash the glass and attract attention, Lois unknowingly is gambling against death with the odds against her. We'll return in a moment for the exciting climax of today's episode. But first, here is your announcer.
13: Remember the thrill you got
9: last time you found a penny or a nickel? Well, that's the same sort of thrill you get when Mother opens a package of Kellogg's Pep. Because you know there's an exciting prize tucked away inside... Probably one of those Swale Insignia or Warplane buttons you're collecting. Probably one of the second series. These buttons really are honeys, aren't they? The colors are clear and sharp and brilliant. Why, these buttons fairly sparkle when you pin them on your shirt or jacket or cap. Make you look smart. Like the insignia of the Army 370th Bombardment Squadron. That bright golden bomb on a blue background. Or that fiery red dragon riding the black torpedo. That's the insignia of Navy Torpedo Squadron 3. In fact, any one of these buttons is a mighty swell prize to find inside packages of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. That's the only way you can get them, you know. You don't send in any money. No, sir, not even a box up. But every time Mother opens a new package of Pep, she will say they're mighty swell prizes from Pep, P-E-P, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In a desperate bid to summon help, Lois attempted to reach and smash the window of the room in which she is being held captive by the wily Dr. Bly, but the attempt failed. Roughly handled by Bly's assistant, Happy, Lois is now unconscious, stretched up on a couch as Dr. Bly unlocks the door of the room to admit Lois's double, Dixie Lamar, the girl who was wanted for murder. But I told you to stay where you are. It
12: got too hot in that phony lighthouse.
9: What do you mean, too hot?
12: Well, two guys in a cop came through the tunnel leading from the River of Horace. I thought sure they were after me, so I beat it.
9: You fool. I had the tunnel to the lighthouse blocked up.
12: I heard him talking plain as day. The the cop was Raleigh, the one that hangs around the park.
9: They did go through the tunnel. They took the cot off. That opens out behind the hall of mirrors.
12: Maybe. Anyways, i got cold feet, so I hot tailed it over here. Nobody saw me. Honest, Doc.
9: Why do I allow myself to become mixed up with such imbeciles? Happy? Yeah, Doc? Get a glass of water. Drop this powder into it. Force the water down this lady's throat. Reach
12: so that's the dame looks like me, huh?
9: With more brains in her little finger than you have between your ears.
12: Oh, yeah? She's gonna burn, ain't she? Does that take brains?
9: Don't lead me into any deep discussions at this time, Dixie. I able to say some things that might embarrass you. In any event, we haven't time for idle chatter. We have work to do. Important work. Just pour it down throat, Yes, all of it.
12: Hey, what's that for?
9: Just a little potion to make certain she's dazed and confused when she awakens. Now,
12: Dixie. Yeah?
9: Change clothes with her.
12: Change clothes?
9: You heard me. All your clothes. Incidentally, is that the dress you wore when you stupidly shot the federal agent? Yeah. Good. Comb her hair the way you comb yours. How are you going to work this deal, Doc? Very simply, once we have Miss Lane dressed in Dixie's clothes, including a mink
12: coat... My mink coat? Oh, no. I'm not giving that up.
9: What would you prefer to give up, you little fool? Your mink coat or oh. your life?
12: Ah, oh, Doc, please give a gal a break. I repeat,
9: your coat or your life.
12: Don't be a threat, Dixie. Okay, let her have it. If
9: this scheme works, Dixie, I'll buy you another.
12: You, you heard that, Happy?
9: Yeah, I'm writing it on ice. All right, let's okay. get going now. Dixie, start switching clothes while Happy and I go into the next room to make a phone call. And don't dawdle. Don't what? Don't waste time. Ah. Uh. Come on, Happy. Shag it right along, Doc. One of these days I'm going to take some time off and teach you the king's English. You don't have to, Doc. I know he's English. Whoever said ignorance was bliss. Must have been thinking of you, Happy. Gee, thanks, Doc. And what's the lowdown? Soon as Dixie gets the girl dressed in her clothes, we're going to carry her out of here and sneak her into some dive in downtown Metropolis. That's where the police will find her. How do you got to find her? I'll tell you. What are you calling? Listen, you learn. I'm listening. Hello? Metropolis Police Department? Huh? I'd like to speak to Inspector Henderson. Yes, it's important. Just tell him a friend. Keep your ears open, happy. I'm right on a beam. Hello? Inspector Henderson? You want a girl named Dixie Lamar for murder, don't you? Never mind who this is. Just listen. You'll find Dixie Lamar at the Red Devil Cafe on South Street. I said you'll find Dixie Lamar at the Red Devil Cafe on South Street. Forging the last link in a deadly chain of circumstantial evidence aimed at pinning a murder rap on Lois Lane, the diabolical Dr. Bly tells Inspector Henderson where the false Dixie Lamar can be found. Will Bly's daring plan hold water? Or can Lois free herself from the trap? And what about Batman, lost somewhere in the baffling hall of mirrors? And Jimmy and Dick Grayson. Yes, and Superman at the moment helpless and confused. Gang, there's excitement and thrills in every minute from now on as Lois Lane literally battles for her life. So don't miss it. Tune in tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday, and follow the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings
7: at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird.
8: It's a plane. It's Superman.
13: And girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the makers of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And for
9: other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature
1: appearing in the Superman DC publications.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman.
5: Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap
7: tall buildings in a single bound. Look up in the sky, it's
9: a bird,
8: it's a plane, it's Superman.
9: Yes, it's Superman, whose friend Batman has completely and mysteriously disappeared from the Hall of Mirrors. Because she bears a striking resemblance to Dixie Lamar, a girl wanted for murder, Lois Lane was abducted in an amusement park by Dr. Bly, the cunning leader of Dixie's Confidence Gang, who schemed to pin the murder on Lois. Meanwhile, Clark Kent and Batman were hunting for the girl reporter, and for Jimmy Olsen and Dick Grayson, who was really Robin, Batman's young companion both of whom had disappeared in the amusement park. Spotting a white-haired man in dark glasses, whom they suspected of being involved in the mystery, Kent and Batman pursued him into the Hall of Mirrors, where they became lost in the maze of glass. Suddenly, a trapdoor opened beneath Batman's feet, and he cried out and disappeared. As Kent searches desperately, his X-ray vision unable to penetrate the lead backing of the mirrored floor, Batman, plummeting down through inky black space, lands in a deep vat of ice-cold water. Listen. Listen. What?
13: What? Oh. somebody's in cold water cooler.
8: That's...
13: over my head, too.
8: That man? Is that you?
13: Great. Louisa. Robin. Robin, why? I'm in too. Oh, Give me a hand, will
10: you? Where are you, Robin? I, I can't see a thing. Over here. Hurry up. Hang on, Robin.
13: You're right over yeah. Well, Robin. Is Miss Lane with you?
10: No. I don't know where she is. Oh, he's still up her in during the tunnel on the river, Paris. No.
13: Oh. Okay, Robin, I'll take you. Let me have it. There. Oh. I'm getting
10: it. I couldn't have held out much longer.
13: Robin. Robin, he's as limp as a rag. Huh. Now his heart's beating.
10: I think he. I think he bumped his head when somebody pulled the floor out I wonder Oh, wait,
13: I'd like, get a I'm good
10: hold on, Jimmy. There. <laughs>
13: <coughs> uh, I'll keep you set up above water So you took a trip through the trap door too, huh?
10: We didn't even have to buy a ticket We fell for the gag by a guy named Hemingway <coughs> And I do mean we fell He came up to us right after we called you and Mr. Kennedy, And said that what happened in the tunnel was a joke uh-huh. And he'd take us to Miss Lane And he
13: took you into the house of mirrors And dropped you down through the trap door, is that right? That's right hmm.
10: Listen, I don't know what this is all about, Batman, but it's got a nasty smell.
13: Well, we'll find out as soon as we get out of here.
10: If we get out We will, don't worry.
13: Oh, well, we seem to be in some kind of a tank judging by these browned cement walls.
10: Yeah. I managed to manage get myself and Jim around at once. Oh? Oh, it's cold. My arms and legs are chunks of ice.
13: Robin, we've got to get Jim out of here in a hurry. Not to mention ourselves. Listen. What's that?
10: It's a giant roller coaster. It goes by about once a minute. But it doesn't stop here to pick up passengers. Well,
13: uh, now uh, it's gone. Now, look. We'll yell and hope somebody hears us. That might be faster than trying to find our own way out. It's as black as the ace of spades
10: oh, I yelled plenty when Jim and I checked in. But all I got back is an echo.
13: Well, I've got a good pair of lungs. All right, now together, Robin.
6: Hell. Help! Help!
13: Soap, I'm afraid. All these concrete walls hold the sound in. Well, Robin, there's only one solution. Hang on to my cape.
10: What do you plan to do? Get
13: out of this over-store, of course.
10: Yeah. Well, I said the only way out is by the track we came in.
13: I'll stop reading, Robin. Given by the time it took me to fall, we're 50 or 60 feet below the House of
6: Mirrors.
10: Oh, what's that? I think it's the trick ice water showers in the House of Mirrors. You know, you step on a panel or something and get doused with ice water.
13: Yes, but it sounded right close by.
10: Sure. The water splashes back down here in this tank. It scared me out of a year's growth when I swam under it a little while ago.
13: Oh? Oh, wait, Robin.
10: Oh, I've got all the time in the world.
13: Now, well, listen. Since the water drops back in here, instead of being allowed to run off a string... This tank must supply the trick showers upstairs.
10: Sure. So what? So there
13: must be a pipe running upstairs from here. Well, there goes that roller coaster again. (laughs) Hang on, Robin. We'll find that pipe and climb out. I'll do the swimming. Now, you keep your hands on the wall. Okay, but...
10: Oh, damn it. The shower reminds me of how cold I am. I hate to say so, Batman. It's getting awful rough. Just keep kicking hard.
13: That'll keep your blood, circulating.
10: What blood? Take a pin in me, and all you'll get is bicycles. I'm worried about Jim. A little more of this cold storage will never get him thought out. Well, oh,
13: I'm worried, too, plenty.
10: Any sign of a pipe, Ed? No. Maybe it's inside the wall. I'll come to think of it, those pipes are. Well, let's not think about that. Batman. What's the matter? I can't close my hand. My fingers are frozen. Good water. Keep your hands together. I can't tread water. I, I feet. I can't move them. They're numb. Oh, yeah,
13: Jim, take it easy. <laughs> oh, kid, you're to the bones.
10: Hey, you can't hold Jim and me both. Yes, I can.
13: Just keep rubbing your hands together. I'll try to move your feet.
10: Okay. But how are you going to find a pipe now if there is a pipe?
13: Don't worry about it. I left Ken upstairs. He might be able to trace us.
10: Unless Hemingway got him too. Well,
13: let's hope he didn't.
10: Oh, Bad man, you're shivering too. Well, not much. I'm okay. You're not. You better let me go and swim around and try to find that pipe. Don't be a chump. No, listen. Jim must be in worse shape than, than I am. Let me go. Well, and... you keep
13: quiet, Robin. Kent might trace us. Well, if he doesn't... Then it's curtains. No. When it gets light, I'll... I'll find a way out.
10: Are you kidding? It won't be light for hours yet. By that time... Well, cut it out, Robin.
13: And Help me yell. That might warm you up. What's the use, Batman? You know we're done for. I'll admit it looks bad, but... Well, we've been in bad spots before, Robin. It's never as bad as this. Oh, never mind. Now, come on, yell. Now, together.
8: Help!
6: Help! Help! help!
9: help! Holding Robin and the unconscious Jimmy Olsen in the icy water, Batman, his great strength waning, shouts for help as the giant roller coaster, as if in grim irony, thunders by outside and drowns his and Robin's cries. We'll return in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. But first, here again is our good friend. You know, gang, it's a doggone easy to get those swell insignia and warplane buttons I've been telling you about. Seems like you must have dozens of them collected by now. Uh, you don't have to spend any of your allowance for them. You don't have to bother with any box stops. You don't even go to the store and buy them. No, sir, they come as prizes in packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Each button is enameled sparkling white with the insignia reproduced in brilliant red and yellow and blue and black. And you can be mighty proud of them, too, because they're the very same designs our Air Force men wear on their uniforms. Yes, sir. Ask Mom to get you a package of Kellogg's Pep. Then look inside for your prize, an exciting insignia or warplane button. Yes, sir. You'll find a button in every package. It's your prize from Pep. Made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. As Batman, Robin, and Jimmy Olsen faced death in a tank of ice water under the Hall of Mirrors, Clark Kent, his X-ray vision unable to penetrate the lead backing of the mirrored floor, scratched a mark at the approximate spot where Batman disappeared. Then, searching 50 feet in one direction through the winding mirrored maze, he returned to the mark and searched 50 feet in the other direction. Now he has returned again to the mark.
7: Now, Batman was right behind me when he disappeared. Couldn't have been hit on the head and dragged away. I would have seen him. And I've made sure there are no false corridors around here. I... Wait a minute. There's only one explanation. He must have dropped through a trap door. Now, there's nobody around, so off with these clothes. I think I hear voices down below shouting for help.
5: This looks like a job for Superman. There we are, all set. All set. Now to break through this pretty mirrored floor. I hate to do it, but whoever owns this place must be in on this deal. So here goes. Who? Batman and
7: Jim, look out below. Yeah. Okay, boys, everything's under control. Who is it? Don't you recognize my voice, Batman? It's
13: Superman. That's right.
10: Striking pink, Superman.
5: Here, I'll take Jim. Uh oh, what's the matter
13: with him? Well, he bumped his head, Superman. I. I guess this cold
5: water hasn't helped him any. He? The medical aid station in the amusement park. Under this arm with you, Robin. Okay, hang on, Batman. Right. Let her rip. No time to waste. We'll go right through the wall of this basement. Stay under my cape now. Here goes.
9: Leaping from the dark concrete tank with Jimmy and Robin cradled in his arms and Batman clinging to his cape, Superman crashes through the wall of the basement and streaks for the medical aid station. Leaving Batman and the two boys there, the man of steel rockets away again, circling above, his keen eyes searching the grounds below. Finally, unable to find either Lois Lane or the man with white hair and dark glasses, he drops to the ground behind the medical aid station, resumes his guise and garb of Clark Kent, and walks to the door just as Batman emerges.
7: Batman!
13: Kent! Kent, what happened to you? I... I, I got lost in the hall of mirrors. Well, good thing you didn't go through that trap door with me. What? Yes, I landed in a vat of ice water with Rob... with uh, Dick Grayson and Jimmy Olsen. Oh? Yes, if it hadn't been for Superman. Nah, I heard about it. Listen... Kent, I've got bad news for you. What is it? I just spoke to Inspector Henderson. Yes? I called him to come out here and help us look for Miss Lane. And Well, he told me Miss Lane has been found. She has? Oh, where? How is she? Kent, she's in the city jail. City jail? That's right. She's locked up there. But, but why? This is going to be hard to take, Kent. What is it? Tell me. Miss Lane is being held for murder. Murder? Yes, Kent. Murder. Lois held for murder.
9: Is this some ghastly joke or is Batman serious? He's serious, all right, as we all know. Dr. Bly's sinister trap has evidently been sprung and poor Lois has been caught in its cruel jaws. What will happen now? Don't miss tomorrow's dramatic episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station, and thrill to... The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to
7: leap tall buildings at a single bound.
13: Look, up in
7: the sky. It's
8: a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
13: Fellas and girls, be sure to follow The Adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday,
9: same time, same station, by the makers of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman
1: is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in the Superman DC publications.
0: Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, wherever you get podcasts, or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, Excelsior!